This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, Shalom Aleichem. Pause it. Start again. Start again. Start again. Okay. Is this working? Okay, we're going to get started. Okay, we're going to get started. I'm not going to take any... uh, time up here tonight because you haven't come here uh, to hear what I have to say. Just as a brief word of introduction, you know, for the fourth year running, we've been Zoicha to a conference of rabbis uh, that takes place every year, this time in January, um, up in Watford. And um, this year, we have been treated to something very, very special. We've had two speakers actually come in from across the pond. Rav Moshe Weinberger, you may have read, is going to be um, speaking on Motzah Shabbos. Rabbi Rudin will mention that briefly at the end. And we've had the Rosh Hashiva of Greater Washington, Rav Aaron Lopiansky, really, and this is an expression that's perhaps overused at times, but in, on this case certainly not overused, has blown our minds. He's one of the deepest thinkers of our generation, a Talmud Chava of Rav Moshe Shapiro himself. He's a Rosh Hashiva in his own right, tremendous Talmud Chacham, profoundly deep thinker and speaker. But that's his not, not his biggest claim to fame. What we have discovered is perhaps what these parishes are about. These parishes talk about a particular personality the only personality who wears a very lofty title. And that title is Hatzadik. Yosef Hatzadik. Not many people can wear the label Hatzadik. And I just want everybody here to realize that we are in the presence of not just godless in Torah, but in Tzidkus, in Oiska Abedkait, a person who lives his life with true Tzedek and true Tzidkus. We are humbled by him and by his Hanhoga, by the way that he conducts his life. Of course, Rav Beinishvinkel, the Mirror Rosh Hashiva, selected Rav Lopiansky as his son-in-law. Of course he did. Who else? When I was in the Mirror Yeshiva, we're all proud mirrors. Anyone's been any time in the Mirror, almost five years there, can I know her? I had the schus to be part of a chabura in the home of Rav Benish, by his Rebetzin. She'd bring out the tea. She'd encourage Bochum to come and learn inside the house. So it's a really a, a tremendous covet. And we've learned so much in the past couple of days from the Rosh Hashiva. And therefore, I'm just going to stop and let the Rosh Hashiva come up 
in a moment and share with us his Chochmah. But just a practical note, the Roshiv is going to speak for about 40 minutes. And then he's going to open the floor to, um, to questions, questions and answers. Perhaps people can start thinking now um, with regard to any questions they may have at the end. And the Rosh Hashim is happy to take from both sides of the Mechitza. You can see the shtenders on both sides of the Mechitza. So nobody needs to hold back. Any questions relating to anything, particularly tonight's talk is about Chinuch, the Rosh Hashim is very happy um, to, to welcome those questions. But don't keep him going too long because he has another session starting at quarter to ten. Quarter to ten. It's next door, but even still at quarter to ten. So without further ado, can I please ask the Olim to rise for Rav Aaron Um, it's not considered in great form. One is not supposed to take very seriously introductions. And it says something, you know, in Hilchas Lashon Hara, that if you say a compliment about somebody, then you get from the other side, like, if, if hearing somebody speak, you say, you must be a great tzaddik, you know that the speaking was kacha kacha, you know, you, you get it. But there's, there is one thing I do want to protest. I mean, yes, I was zeichet to learn from a guy of Meish Shapiro. He should be well. Shem Afush Leima. Calling myself a Chava Talmud when I'm not sure if I'm a Talmud. I mean, yes, I got a tremendous amount from him. But Rabbi Shul Hartman is sitting here, and I know that he's very close. I mean, you're talking about an ocean of Torah and Amkus, and literally, without this, not humility. If you say we're yes, I got. Um, an, a, an extraordinary amount of what I have is from him, but that has very little um, of of his. I mean, he's he's somebody who opened up the eyes and minds and hearts of the door. I don't know if anyone today has more Talmidim in so many different walks, so many Goinim and Gdolim and all sorts of people in such a breadth. And David should send her full shleima, and we should be zeicher, be zeicher to, to have more of the Mayanis. It's it's something that I. I'm struggling with these days as as the as it's needed. Okay, um, I want to speak a little bit about the Indian of I guess it touches on chinuch and parents, the place of parents in school. The um, it's something that you know you, we pay a lot a lot of money for tuition. I'm not sure in, in England, but in America people pay a lot, and they expect it's like when you call a carpenter to to fix something in the house. And he tells you, why don't you help a little bit, roll up your sleeves and, and put in a screw and help with this and that. You say, you know, I mean, you're not volunteering. You're, you're taking a very nice price for it. It comes the whole job. That's what I'm paying you for. Um, so we expect, we, we send a kid to school and we expect the school to teach him and inspire him and make him a mentor, this and that, and so on and so forth. Um, and the truth is, a school by its nature has limitations. It's, it's, it's something where you need to understand just, it makes no difference how good the school is, how poor the school is. It's just a different world. A school is not a home. Teachers are not parents. Um, teachers can make tremendous impact and, they can, and, and they, can, they can give a lot, but there are many things that it's impossible, it's not the right setting, and there's a lot to talk about that. I want to focus on one particular Nakuda of what a home has to give and to offer. And again, I'm speaking both sides. 
I'm, I've been working chinuch all my life, and and Baruch Hashem, I'm a parent and uh, with you know with, uh, with the family, and speaking from both sides, I'd like to speak about one particular nekuda that I think is important. One of many, just it's 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 just helping to sort of redefine for us what our role is. I want to start by um, quoting two Rambans, and one of them seems to be quite peculiar. And the other one says something also that has a, a, a shayla on it. And I'd like to try to understand a deep point about the, the basis of human knowledge and acceptance and so on. The first Ramban is on the Aseris Adibris, in the Aseris Adibris. And the Ramban speaks about the, the Averis, three Averis that are arguably from the worst, Lord Sitzach, Losinaf and Losignov. Um, two of the three are certainly Ayar Vayaver, and these are obviously extremely um, Beravaris. So he says, um, he explains the importance of Kibarav in Keynes. He says, don't, I mean, the, 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 the killing of a person is. is is most sinful because you remove him from the world, the one entity that Kachbaruch created the world for. In other words, you're striking at the heart of what Kachbaruch set in the world. Kachbaruch set a world so that man would come and be Maka Kachbaruch. When you remove a person like that, then you have removed a, a cornerstone of Kachbaruch who's ruts in the Bria, very, very deep sin. And then he speaks about Velosinaf Echa. Why people having um, doing wrongdoings in terms of adultery? Why that's bad? So he says, "Kisachbol inyan kibud ha'avis." You are going to disrupt, and you're going to corrupt the concept of kibrav, because likfar ha'emes lahodos b'sheker. In other words, a child grows up with the wrong sense of who his father is. They don't know who their father is, and they're basically serving a father other than their own father. Um, and he says, in a sense, in a certain sense, he says that's like avodazara. They tell a piece of wood, "You're my father," and they don't know who their real father is, which is a kaddish baruch That's an extraordinary statement. In other words. We have three worst affairs, and intuitively we can understand Avodazara and Gilarai Shvichas Damim. So, in Shvichas Damim, in terms of killing, understanding that what makes a human being unique is not simply because he has feelings, but because this is the embodiment of what Hashem wants out of the Bria. I understand that's a deeper sense of, of it. But to tell me that adultery is wrong because it's, it's usurping Kibbut Av. And you're creating a world of sheker by having the wrong covet for the wrong av and so on. What does that mean? Well, I mean, kibbut av is very important, but I doubt that anyone, halachically, it certainly is, is not, there's no yag valyav on kibbut av. That's one, one Ramban I'd like to keep in mind. Second one is Ramban in Dvarim. Also, around the Aseris Hadibris in Dvarim, in Vashanan. Where, where, there's, there's, it says, You have to be very, very careful 
very attentive, and you must never forget Maimon Har Sinai. What you saw, never forget about it. And teach it to your children and children's children. So the Ramban explains over here, and he says that um, this is a very, very fundamental um, mitzvah. And he says the um, one reason why we need to remember for ourselves is because in case a false prophet comes, we're able to repudiate him. And had we just heard Moshe Rabbeinu as a prophet, we would say, this is a prophet, this is a prophet. Now that we heard HaKadosh Baruch and our Sinai, we're able to repudiate any false prophets that come. And then he says, um, and then secondly he says, we need also, when we teach our children that, they will know that it was absolutely true. It's as if all the generations saw it. We will not testify falsely to our children. Our children will tell the truth. And we will not give them its tongue stuff that are nonsense. We won't leave it as a legacy and, and pass nonsense onto them. And they will not at all have doubts, but they will believe that we saw it with our own eyes and so on. That's what Ramban says. First of all, there's a Pasuk. The Pasuk says in Yirmiyah that the Goyim will say, Our parents taught us nonsense, not something that's, that's, that's not true. So how in the world... So it, 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 there is a situation where a child says, my parent is wrong. So how to reconcile the two, the, 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 that Pasuk? And, and Ramban is almost quoting that Pasuk. He, he's rephrasing it and quoting it. Secondly, if this is true, the way he said it, then, then where do things go wrong? If it's, if it's true that we're witnesses and we passed it on, um, why are so many uh, members of Kaisal not believers? I mean, what is, what is this Chazakari speaking? What is this, what, what is this um, absolute um, trust that he's talking about? So let's discuss the point that he's making, and, and I think in both places, a little, a little more subtly in the first Ramban, but certainly more in the second one, and, and understand something about our sense of things. It is not true that we use our mind um, fairly in deciding um, right and wrong, true and false, and so on. That's not a, a very accurate portrayal of it. If I were to come and argue with an Englishman about um, were the Americans right in rebelling against England, I don't want to stir up old grudges, but we just get as a marshal. Um, so many Englishmen will protest. And we, we're both logical people. We're both people that um, we feel are decent people. And yet we see it very differently. So um, somebody will say, well, there's a negia. In other words, 
the English people want to feel good about themselves. We want Americans want to feel good about themselves. Each one creates the heroes. That's not enough. It's true that something that happened yesterday, two days ago, something 200 years ago is not. The answer has a lot to do with how we measure Emmis and Sheker. So let's understand that a person's mind comes with strata of, um, of uh, let's call it, not information, but strata, strata of definitions and terminations. The first level is something called in, in the Rishonim, and it's, it's simply a, a, a requote of what, of, of what many philosophers, a term that they use, which is called muskolos rishonos. Muskolos rishonos means first understandings, primary understandings, would be probably the best way of saying it. What we would call uh, in, in modern terminology, postulates or axioms. They are probably, most of those postulates or axioms are innate to us. That two things can't be in the same spot at the same time. I think that's, we're hardwired like that. And no amount of trickery is going to make us um, see it differently. It's, it, it's, it's, that's, it, no, no one and is going to be able to tell us anything because we're hardwired. So, so there's no way in which, in which uh, any other type of understanding is going to land and, and, and uh, take root. Then there are other things that we have grown up accustomed to. So a child growing up in the Western world will, will for the first time in life, see a Chinese person eating with sticks. And I'll say, why is this person eating sticks? It's crazy. Um, a, ch- a Chinese boy growing up in China will see the first time in the Western using a, a, a fork and say, that's weird. Why aren't they normal? And, you know, it's simply the first layer of experiences that he's had is that layer. Um, now, HaKadosh Baruch Hu also made it so that the first influence on a person's um, understanding, and more than understanding, but value system are his parents. They're the first, you grow up with your child, your mother and father are the first people you interact with. And when I need to ask myself, is this right or wrong? My first default setting, my default setting is what my parents taught me. Even if I'd learned it from a teacher, down deep, it's because my parents said, your teacher knows. And even if the teacher sent me to another teacher, it's all black on black on black. So for instance, if let's say I, I'm, I'm looking for a doctor for something and someone recommends a doctor, so it's based on his recommendation. Why do I feel that that person is trustworthy? Because people have told me he's serious, he's knowledgeable. It, it, everything is built, it's a pyramid where there's primary layers and secondary layers. And parents, we are made that parents should be our first instance of trust. God forbid when, when there's a problem at a home and, and, and really a child has to be taught not to trust a parent, it is the biggest harm in the world. It, it's, it's like trying to teach a person that you know your eyesight is off and it's day outside and sometimes we think it's night, it's day, sometimes it's day, it's night. A person just loses every bit of self-confidence 
because our sense of reality is formed by these first layers and what parents say and think and feel are our primary layer of emis. We later trust the next level, the teacher, the, the rav, the, the, the knowledgeable person, the doctor. The reason why I have a trust in a doctor is because the parents have told me over the years, he's a great doctor, he's wonderful, he cares, he's concerned, he knows. And so now this is built on this and built on that. But understanding that, we don't ever, ever in life walk into situations open-minded. That, 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 that is a very closed-minded statement, to think that we're open-minded. We have layers, and we, we, it, it, the, 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 the deeper the layer that's resisting, the harder it is to, to um, put in another piece. And that's why rejecting anything that was takes a lot. So if we ask ourselves, in terms of chinuch and education, are the primary, the, the most important and significant aspect of a child's education that we can possibly do is the, the true false value of anything. So, for instance, we grew up in the Western world. Um, we, we, we know that, again, I'm dating myself because I grew up during, when the Soviet Union was still something, that all the communism is, is Sheka and it's all propaganda and all the newspapers are lying. And all those. I said, to ask me, how do you know? I said, everybody knows. Well, everybody knows. What do you mean everybody knows? All the newspapers. Well, there, there are a thousand newspapers here, a thousand newspapers there. So how do you know who to trust? The answer is, if you keep stretching, somewhere along the line, at a very early age, my, my parents drilled into me, this is a, a false world full of propaganda and so on, and this is a real world, free speech, free thought, and, and people come with these ideas. Um, that's really, if we, if we think about it, that's how it goes. And it's not a one-time, we're not talking about a conversation, okay, so it's like I'm, I look over a resume and this person is a reference, I call it reference, it's okay, it's fine. We're talking about a layer of awareness and a layer of a sense of emphasis. You're talking about the deepest sense that a, 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 a human being who has right and wrong and moral values and evaluations that he makes, that's where it comes from. So, if we're talking about emes and sheker, Akadosh Baruch Hu is called emes. In other words, Akadosh Baruch Hu is Yudke Vakim's existence, reality, and another way of calling that is emes. Emes decides what's real and what's not real. And in, 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 the, in the most abstract way, that's what emes is. So the midah of emes is Akadosh Baruch Hu's midah, and that's the midah that really determines for us our mitzvahs, what we are, and what's real and what's not real. What's emes, what's sheker. That's an extraordinary burden. And let's look at some of the places that we sometimes slip up. Now, it's most pleasant to speak about chinuch in, in a strange audience, because if you speak about Yerushimayim, it's a given that I'm a great Yerushimayim, you're not, and therefore I can pontificate and tell you about Yerushimayim. When you speak about chinuch, and my kids are running around wild, it, it, it creates a bit of a tension for the speaker. So Baruch Hashem, nobody knows my children, so I can, I can pretend as if this is excellence itself. And, and, and again, we're talking about a lifetime job of, 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 uh, that everyone has his shortcomings. And all we can do is just get a clarity about it and understand certain things about it. And that's, what, and, 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 and that's helpful. 
you know, as important and as significant as it is, and as much as it is very important and very fundamental, and the way we're explaining it is most fundamental block, it's still not, it, it, no one is perfect, and everyone's far from perfect, and just being aware and understanding and applying it somewhat is, is very important. So let's understand something. When we will tell our children something, that is going to become their emiss. But there's, there's another detail. Children are extremely intuitive and astute at understanding what we really say as opposed to what we're really telling them. Those are two separate things. And it doesn't mean a person is insincere. If I tell my child, learning is the best thing in the world and, and the most geschmack thing in the world. And my son knows well that it's not what I look like when I learn. And it's not like that. Th then it creates a dissonance at a very, very deep level. And that message, in a certain sense, is not going to stick. And even if he hears it from others afterwards, if there was some dissonance with the, with the message that I've given, then we have a real problem. If, 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 I'm, if, if I'm anything that I do or say that's not, the further away it is from what I am, the emiss, then, it, then, then it's not going to settle down as an axiom. I told him all the time, and I told him all the time. I told him it doesn't mean anything. The question is, what did he hear? What did he absorb? And children absorb the emiss. If a person were to tell a child, you know, learning is hard for me, and I struggle with it, but I know it's right because I know that the people learn are different people, and I try to do it, it's, it's maybe a little more of a painful message, maybe more of a difficult message, but it's a message that if it's sincere, it sticks. If a person overdoes, and we, we, we tell our kids wonderful flowery chinuch stuff, but we don't relate to it as 100% as real, th then, then we have a problem because the kid picks it up. I, I always say that chinuch works wonderfully well if you tell your child that eating spinach is healthy for you and going to museums are enlightening, and you drink beer and go to games, the child will, will get the message very clear. He will tell his children to eat spinach and go to museums, and he will drink beer and, and go to games. He'll, he'll pick it up the emiss as it is. The emiss is you're supposed to do X and tell your children Y. That's, 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 uh, that's, the, that's the ritual. And, and it's very hard if we ask ourselves what is what makes the greatest impact on a child, not to get him to do it now. You know, d d that depends a lot where the child is on, what can he, what can he do. The goal of Chinuch is to establish a baseline in the person. I, I, I grew up in the old generation um, of people who had, whose parents were, were kind of very observant and they didn't get an education and so on, they slipped out. And many, many, many of them in the later years came back. And, and you know, I, I know many people created stresses because when they got married, they, they were one version of themselves, and they slowly began drifting back. You know, it's like one woman told me, you know, I, I married a modern fellow, and now he's a chassid. And yes, this person had gone through his rebellious stages, and then he had come back. A and the answer was because it was sincere by his parents, and that had become his value system, 
and then and then and then yes so it's long it's like a spring you can pull it and pull it but when you let go it snaps back to a certain place and that is so when you're looking at the long term of, of what am I what am I inculcating in the child it's it's not what I say it's what I really say it's the MS that I give it that's one area and and it's it's so we so want our children to succeed in Ruchnias and we want them to do well and we feel that by speaking and telling them all sorts of wonderful things the things that we believe them to be true but but we don't we don't our body doesn't yet believe it and, and that's not productive always. It, when, when I say that, you know, the most important thing for me is that you should become a very, very big Talmud Chacham. And, but my eyes light up when I see somebody very wealthy or popular or whatever it is. Um, then, then, then the child comes up with a very confused sense of emis and he basically becomes cynical about it in some ways. That's one area in which this is very relevant. It means that to be mechanech our children best, it's whatever qualities we can bring out in ourselves that are real and emis and sincere, those are the things that the child will have. Yes, we need to talk about it a bit, we, we need to, 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 to show the child, but at the end of the day, the more a person does because it's him, and the less he makes a production of it, the, the, the more chance that it will um, make that impact. That is one area in which this is, I think, very relevant. The second one, and, and the fact that the Ummah Olam realized that, that, that their parents gave them sheker and so on, yes, a person can realize maybe there was a mistake made, but not the sincerity. No one ever doubts the sincerity of what the father is. We can, you know, a person changed, the person became a ger, a person became, you know, was makabal ol mitzvahs, yes, but but down deep, the certain sense of emes and sheker is extremely deep in a person. That's one area where it's relevant. There's a second area, and I think it's very important. Um, I've had this happen in our community once or twice, and I've had it happen. I've seen it, heard about it in other communities, and it seems to affect the more bnei Torah um, in many ways. The stronger person sometimes affects him. A, a child hears something from a teach from a rebbe that he feels differently. So um, a parent, the the child comes back. She's the particular one I'm talking about is a girl. I know she's a high school senior. My father said that that's not the right shot in the medrash, and she announces it in class. Now, I'm not sure who had the right shot in the medrash. I you know I, I didn't hear the details. wasn't relevant. The the person who came to complain to me was. It wasn't really relevant whether who had right pshat. One thing is that he's destroyed a cornerstone of this girl's chinuch and of a classmate's because now you take everything the teacher said with three grains of salt because my father knows best. Now, if the father's wrong, he's certainly wrong, but if he's right, so let's ask ourselves. Um, so maybe the one alternative is that the child would have learned wrong pshat in the medrash. And sometime later, he would have to come back and say, no, I think I had wrong pshat. Versus everything the teacher ever said is taken with three grains of salt. Yeah, she knows. She thinks she knows what she's talking about. I know she doesn't know what she's talking about. Children especially like that type of thing. So where do we get you? What did that accomplish? If you really feel that your child's teachers are inept, you need to switch schools. 
if you send a kid to a school, another, another mistake in this area, if you send a kid to a school with a certain type of chinuch that you feel is better for the child than your home, but your home is not there. It, that dissonance is worse than when you have um, a, a, an emiss that you live that's in sync with the school. And, and it's, it's, it's almost a mistake. People say, well, I know that my lifestyle is, let's give it a, a B minus. I'm going to send to a school with an A plus, they espouse the A plus lifestyle, so he'll become a very big tzaddik and a very big lamdin. I have news. It, it, he'll be much better off in a place that's decent and serious in line with you than, 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 than pushing yourself into a place. What, what's it, how is he supposed to answer in his mind, I'm trusting my father's telling the MS that this school is a great school. And... I'm trusting. I'm not trusting my father that his lifestyle is okay. That that you know something along the line here in, in, in a very fundamental way is problematic. When 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 a, when a parent makes a comment about a teacher or school, you have a right to criticize everything. There's a place for that, not in front of your child ever. I want to tell you a story. This I heard from a false Rabbi Zechariah of Racha, was one of the Mir Shivas who just passed away a year and something ago. Um, an extraordinary person. He was Reb Chaim Shavitz's oldest son. He told me the story. His father was Mira Shiva Chaim Shavitz. He was a guy in Olam. He was, a, he was in Shanghai in the most difficult years with the yeshiva. And Reb Fal Shavitz was a young boy, 10 or something like that, 10 years old at the time. And he hired a special Rebbe from the yeshiva to learn with the boy. This Rebbe was obviously not a very huge Talmud Chacham. And the boy asked, and Rebbe Fall asked him questions. So, so he explained, he described there was a, a table like this. Rebbe Chaim Shlevitz was sitting on one corner learning with himself, and he was sitting with his Rebbe. He asked his Rebbe a question, and his Rebbe answered something absurd. He just he doesn't, wasn't quick enough. He just he said something that really was absurd. He told me, as an adult, he looks back at it, he, he saw his father's face turn colors as if he would, you know, he's ready to, to, you know, to blast off. His father didn't say a word, didn't say a word to him. He, doesn't, he might have said something afterwards, but he didn't hear a word. And in retrospect, yes, maybe Pshat would have been more right in that particular Gemara. And, and this person made a terrible mistake, and maybe he's inept. But in, insulting the teacher in front of the Talmud destroys his ability because now you, you're his pillar of emis. And when you make a remark about Rebbe, Rabbonim, anything like that, that remark becomes the base of everything. So, so, so it's like when you put a minus sign in a number. It's, it's a minus sign in the whole number. If you have an equation, you put minus in front of it, it multiplies the entire equation by minus, or minus one. It, it, when you make a mark, yeah, you know, some Rabbonim really think they know it all. Some Rabbonim, you know, have other agendas but Torah. Now, th- 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 that sum is equated to any rav that tells you what you want to hear. That's what the child learned. And, and yes, so in, I'm, in the big picture, I'm sure him very kind remarks, and I'll go into the picture. But at the end of the day, that is the, that's the bottom layer. That's the bottom of the pyramid. If a stone is wobbling at the bottom of the pyramid, pyramid you lost the entire pyramid. Because at the end of the day, the child trusts you for right and wrong. So yes, by, by, by surrogate, it's become, you trust the school, school trust the teacher, teacher tells them this, and, and that's how it's trust. If you undermine that, everything is gone. It doesn't mean you can't question, doesn't mean you can't complain, doesn't mean you can't do something about it. It belongs between you and the teacher, the whatever it is. 
if you're sending, you need to send a child to a school that you respect, and you need to keep your respect for that is going to be the pillar for it. And Gomez Ramban, Kibur Av, if, if it's resting on the wrong father, then, then Sheker is at the very bottom of the world. It's like you inserted Sheker as the midpoint. It, it, it's, 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 it's about a zone, it's worst weight. That's what he's saying. Because our sense of emis is, is, is built on the foundation of Kibur Av. And you put the wrong father there, then, then it's, so maybe you can say, well, he's growing up with him, he thinks his father. No, but at the end of the day, that's the way it works. And the real father is the one that lays the real emis, and by substituting, you're putting a sheker at the very heart, the very foundation. So, I think it's important to understand, and, and this is one aspect of what the parent's role is vis-a-vis the school. The school can impart information and values, many things. But it all rests on the parents ticking off of the backs of Emmis. And two of the ways we can undermine it. The simpler, the, the more obvious way is when we undermine the school, the Rebbeim, Rabbanim in general, anything of that nature. Then even, let's say a person sends his school, let's go the other. Let's say a person sends his child to a school that's, quote-unquote, more modern than he's used to. Um, and, you know, sometimes the school meets the needs of a child, sometimes circumstances, whatever it is. I'm more from, I'm to the right of the school, so to speak. The right message is not the shkotzim, because then you're better off sending him to a non-Jewish school. At least there you can say the shkotzim and just mean it literally, instead of saying on somebody who's a, who's a from al even, even Even if you're, you're much better off with saying there's different drachim. And I told parents sometimes as well, there are different drachim, and they have poskim, we have poskim, it's your, it's your duty to follow the family tradition of Pesach, but understand that they're following Poskim, and they feel it's important to do X, or it's important to, to be make on something, and that's, that's where they're valid. We, as a family, have to keep our tradition. That's healthy. So at least I'm not, I'm not undermining his emis. I'm just explaining. In, in, that is, in Halacha, there are no Pesachim that bind all Kaisal after Sanhedrin, and anybody who has... A reasonable sheet to, to, to depend on. We can depend on it. Them, them at least, so he'll be macabre what he can be macabre, and I can correct everything without undermining the rest of it. And it has to be sincere. And the second thing is the child's sense of emis comes from us. And we need to be careful. If um, we want to send a message, we need to be that, not just say that. He doesn't hear the words, he picks up what we really feel. And sometimes it's better to be honest and say, this is an issue that's hard for people, and that's why I can't always do it, but I wish I could be like that. It, it's, it's a little bit of a letdown uncovered, but it's, it, it sometimes is a lot more meaningful to a child. And understanding that the, if we have little elements of discrepancies in our own way we do things, the child, I once was in a home many years ago, and I heard the child say flippantly to the mother, Mom, this week, the knife is milchiks or fleshiks. You know, she wasn't, I mean, she was afraid from lady, but she was careless. So, so how impressive is Basa B'cholov in that family? And it's not that the, the, the parents were very from people, and they weren't the Nichol, but there was a sense of, of, if it's so important and it's so good, how come you forget from week to week, you know, things shift around that way? Akash Baruch helps the Akash Baruch Hu's Chaysemis is Emes, and he made that the cornerstone of the Bria. And we are partners with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in our children's creation. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings Emes to the table with, with a capital Aleph, the Emes. 
And we need to bring the emiss we can bring to the table, whatever we can bring to the table. And that's what our ishtadlis has to be. Ishtadlis has to be on building in ourselves the sincerity to what we do and what we want to pass on to the children. And Bezat Hashem, if we do a little bit, our Baruch will be helpful and, and, and give us the rest of the Satish life. Any question? Who's the rabbi? What? I'll moderate. At least we have one moderate here. So. I, 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 <laughs> I didn't I, know I, we have so many extremists that we need a moderate. Yeah. So, so I would say, um, great opportunity. Oh, I'll be active. Okay, take it away, I'll be active. I recall a situation where one of my kids got in trouble. He's got members of the rebel with the teacher. Right. And you have a dilemma where, on the one hand, you want to support the rebel with the teacher, as what she was saying. Right. On the other hand, the child is denying it. And the question is, you want to support your child in unconditional love and trust, on the one hand, and then on the other hand, supporting the rebel. You know, it, it's obviously a difficult situation. Um, you, you can, depending on the maturity of the child, the age, and you know, and everything about it, you, you can explain to him. You know, a rebbe has to deal with situations the way he sees it. You can't expect you yourself understand that if somebody misbehaves, um, it, it, there's a consequence. That's part of chinuch. You understand that nobody has a a a federal, uh, American, the FBI at his behest to come investigate it. There's a reason to think that you might have been the one that did it. And you know what? Even, even if I trust you, and it's just like if, you, if a Bezden passed on something, even if I know that he made it and I've done it, but I have to accept the Psaka Bezden, tell him, you know, part of life is that justice is not perfect and a person should stay away from any chashash. And I know, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, you know, I don't have to accept that you did wrong, but I, 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 I do accept that the person is appropriate in acting that way. It's just like when somebody it asks you to, 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 to show your idea or whatever. It's, it's not that he thinks me a liar automatically, but this is a mahalach that you have to do. I, I, I think, yeah, you know, there'll be life many times like that when the person is, is you know, not justice is far from perfect. And I think if he learns that way, if you tell him, listen, I'm willing to take your word, but I'm your father. There's no way that an objective person would think anybody other than you did it. And I think the Rebbe's acting within bounds of, of, of what he can act, even though I and you might think, uh, might know you to pass it out, or you might know and I might trust you on that. So, so that way, it's, a, it's, it's the best you can do in that situation. Yes? Rebbe Hartman, you're speaking as an educator or as a parent? Which one are, are you going to speak about? <laughs> Good. Very, very good point. Yes, it's a very good point. I'm sorry. Yeah, and 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 yet the Torah points it out, and the, you know, it, it's it's something that is um, important because anytime you 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 cut something, it, it, you know, it's not pashit. Even even if your father is someone who does wrong, if if you cut that 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 um, if you cut that relationship. It, you, you know, it's very hard to start from your own. It's very hard to say, 
I'm deterring them because at the end of the day you, you need to wrestle someone. Yeah. Parents, parents have made mistakes, and we as the next generation will make mistakes. The next yes. generation will also make mistakes, and we're not going to get MS all the way. Correct. Uh, gonna, there's going to be an element of checker which is going to go into, uh, which into, into every family. That's just the reality yes. of life. That's, that's the human, that's, that's where Russian created us. Yes. Um, going away, as much as some of them want to say, okay, so I'm going to try to, based on the Shiva's words, I'm going to try to present the MS type of what I am uh, and, and into my house. That's what the Shiva's suggesting uh, is the way forward. Yeah. And also, and also, what I mean to say is, the more you you place the things that you do into your box of emes. For instance, I am sure that everybody would feel that davening is something they want a kid to do, and to do it sincerely. Um, whether you daven it real, real kavanah, that's that you know that's muscle labor. But if a person is schmoozing in shul, then. I, I doubt very few people would want their kids to schmooze and shul the way they do. Everyone yeah, it's a weakness to that, but they will, because if that's what they do, that will do. If, if, they, if they're flippant about the davening, your child will not, y- the fact that he's learning Mr. Buru in class and he's learning that you're supposed to, everyone picks up Mr. Buru, you know, what we don't do, you know, whether, whether you do my or don't do, you, you look at home rather than the Mr. Buru, and so, so most of the time, you, your Torah Shabal Peh, so to speak, the Torah Shavicha is, this Sifr Shavaruch is for the books. It, and, and I say working on your own self to, to be honest with what you're doing is a very important uh, 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 strat in the Chinuch of your children. But I want to add, yes. Well, well, I'll just sure. finish my question. Sorry. But, uh, just what I want to ask is, is there a practice in going back and looking back at one's own upbringing and saying, You know, it's it's very on hard because you know, unless it's something extremely deep. No, let's say somebody was in a situation where really there was some extraordinary problems, and it's it, it's created a handicap in his own emotional life. If you start going back on details, then you then then you it's somebody Salvatore at some place about certain Balamusa who are perpetually lost in the labyrinth of their conscience. They're thinking about thinking about thinking about thinking about you know maybe this that I'm thinking about my parents is some sort of lack of emes in myself, but maybe that's what my parents taught me. You know, anything that becomes in and of a self is not healthy. Occasionally, you have somebody who had a very rough, and the person needs to recognize and say the reason why I'm I have these extraordinary problems is because of this, and then you need a professional to help. Generally speaking, I'd say wherever we are. We start with, with a starting point. This is who we are, and we try it and try to focus on making things genuine in us. Yeah. Sorry. What? He's a manile. Oh wow! So they speak with three hats. Yeah. Well, it depends. If, is the parent cooperative? Um, you know, the, you find in the Gemara. Where an Amora got up and said, is, is a um, if a parent would have the guts and, and, and understanding that he needs to apologize in the class and say, I was wrong for saying there are, and again, if, it, if it's a situation where he's, at least I say, there are different sheetas, but a person needs to do what's right 
in his in, in his surroundings. If, if your Rebbe learned pshat like this, there are two pshatim here to learn the medrash. There are three pshatim. In 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 when you're learning by this rav, that needs to be your primary pirush. If a parent has the ability to do that, that would be great. Um, and again, he doesn't need to say I made a mistake because the issue is not that he made a mistake. Was he right? And and even if you, let's say you're chassidish and you send your kids to a litvish place, a litvish place, he needs to understand within that environment he needs to conform, and that's part of what your shita was. And if he's a literary boy, he needs to put on a gartel for davening, and he can't say it's nonsense. Um, you, you, it's, it, then you shouldn't be there, and vice versa. A chassidish boy is not in a litvish place, so you love people keep him hug him, but he needs to understand he can't excuse himself and go to a tish when 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 he feels like it because he's a chassidish abacha. Unless it's been worked out before, he needs to understand in the environment, in the Dalit Amasvis Medish, this is the Mardasra. Just as it's wrong to walk into Nushashna Shul and Damasfar, vice versa. You know, it's it's it, it person needs to have that you know. Yes. I meant mothers also. When I said fathers, I meant mothers also. So Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know what? It, it's that should not be the only criteria for that determination. You want to know a rule of a place, a place that's to the left, quote unquote, but sincere, a place to the right that has its issues. You're best off possibly going with a place that's more sincere. Um, a place that the child will feel more at home, the place where certain things, if, as, as he grows, he will go on to, you know, w- w- what will happen? In, in, at the end of the school, he'll, he'll go to another place that's a starker place, and plenty of people who've started in kind of more weaker places have become very stark, or, or vice versa, or will he get fashlept in something that he shouldn't? There are many, many decisions. I, I, left and right should not be, it's not a pair of shoes. A pair of shoes, you know, clearly it's important. Here you're talking about a school has much more than that. And, and I think it's a, on each case you need to consider many, many things. Yeah. So it depends, it depends on the age. Uh, uh, so first of all, if you have parallel classes or, or, or schools, you know, if it's really bad, if to have a child suffer through a year of really terrible clashes, you might consider switching. And whether right or left, you'll have to, we'll, we'll have to talk about later. But um, you can also, a lot of times, you can give a child a framework. L- let's take an example. A lot of times the issue is he's not going to tell me what to do. That, that becomes the. So when you give a person, and again, if it's, it's depending on the age, if you tell a person, listen, no one will ever tell you what to do, but in their home, if somebody invites me into his house and he tells me I can only come if I'm wearing a long backish and a big strimal, I don't have the option of coming without that. I have the option of not coming. I have the option of coming with a backish and a strimal. It's his house. He makes the rules. A child needs to understand. Listen, we're looking for a school, um, and this seems to be the best school. 
a Rebbe has classroom rules and regulations. You can't have every child doing what they want to do. So yes, he's not telling you what to do. He's telling you what to do in the classroom. And, and sometimes it's helpful for a child where the personality clash is, is the main thing. And, and again, if the Rebbe has to have some understanding that let, let's make a framework, let's work out, and, and all this depends on what age, what's causing the clashes. There's just so many factors with, without knowing how old the child is, what his background is, what the issues are, what the Rebbe is like. Is, is it just because the Rebbe has a strong shita or the Rebbe has an issue himself? Those are, you know, there's so many unknowns in, in, these, in this thing. But generally speaking, a lot of times I, we've, we found it was helpful, for instance, the school, with certain things we put down as rules. It's not, it, you know, when we tell you about the, 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 um, the, you know, the girls' school that we have, we tell you about the, the Tzniyas rules. We're not talking Shaharach. These are school rules like what time we start class. Treat it like that. We're not going to argue, at, you know, when you finish school, and after four years, you'll, you'll be out. You'll do exactly what you know is right. It's a school rule. It, it helps. It alleviates the issue. And Baruch Hashem, once a child gets used to a certain way, and over four years they absorb a chinuch, it, it Baruch Hashem usually becomes a moot point. But we, we always try to make it impersonal that way. And for a lot of the things, that's very helpful. You know, do, like I, I tell people, I, if fear, not fear, whatever it is, the school is owned by somebody. It's, it's not a public park. It's, it's a place, and the, 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 the memunim make the rules, and th- this is your decision. You know, and, and for a lot of people, it, it takes out that personal sense of, is he getting up here and I getting up here? Everyone understands in, in somebody's house, somebody makes the rules, and, and, and they can keep, you know, they, yes. Okay, uh, yeah. The greatness of? Well, a lot of times, if you're talking about a case where you excel at something your parents wish they excelled, or, or, or not. So a lot of times, and, and this is an Asha Torah, I want to tell you this was one of the things that um, they worked on, and it was amazingly, uh, it, was, it was amazingly effective. No parent wants to see a child reject their, um, w- what they see as emiss. And that's why you'll have a typical case, like you know, was a, there was a Tkufa I worked in Shatoria, where you, where you had, you know, a, a, a child for two years was gone from home hiking in Alaska and, 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 and who knows where, and that was fine. As soon as he let them know he's in Shiva, they called the, the police department, the fire department, and everybody to rescue him. It was amazing. Like, like the, the, and... and and at the end of the day, because it's, it's, it's this exact process, I want my child to believe my emiss. What you do, what a lot of would do is, they would, they would make an attempt to say, Dad, you told me always you must think through something and act on your conscience and on your understanding. And that's the most important thing no matter what. So, you know, we may disagree but I think that I'm acting this way because that's what you really taught me. That if you think you're right and you're committed to it, you do whatever it is. He may or may not buy it right away, but it sends a stab of pride into, 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 into a child. There was somebody in Israel, I, I saw a video clip of a Hespit. This person himself was a, um, one of the most virulent anti-religious writers in Israel. And he used to write every week in Yidiot like a little poem 
very, very bright, very smart, very sharp, knocking religion and religious people with tremendous amount of hatred for, for, for decades. And um, his son became Valtruva. Lubavitch um, Baltruva, wonderful person. I mean, I don't know him, but I, I speaking very, very. And he said in his father's husband, he said, you know, I was once talking to my dad. You know, you have to become from. And he said, Dad, I need your advice. I said, what? He said, you know, I really, I've gotten convinced this is Emmis. I want to be fully practicing what I think. I'm very embarrassed and, and kind of a little bit intimidated by my whole society around me, by my friends, by, by y- y- your friends, by cousins, by relatives, by you. He said, tell me, did you really think about it? He said, yes. And do you really believe all your heart? Yes. He says, then, de- you know, damn what they think, do what's right. And it's amazing. You know, he was able to tap into that point where the father's home at Sias was Badafka. If I think it's right, I couldn't care less. And this father said, if that's what you think, then, then you're my son. And it's, 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 I know it's very fraught with a lot of emotional baggage and a lot of, it, it, because of this reason. You wonder why I can do anything in the world and you couldn't care less and I put on a yarmulke and sits and film because what? So in Atis supposedly because you can sit and learn and make money. Baruch Hashem, in, 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 in any way outside of everybody is in business, make money. I mean, I know somebody who's a highly successful business person, highly successful. And, and his in-laws and can't stop forgive, can't forgive them for being from. And they, there's not a thing that they're doing that that they wouldn't have been proud of them in the secular world. He's, he's amazingly successful. He's a wonderful husband. It's, it's, the, it's the, the woman's parents, and it's it's because down deep they know they've been rejected. That that they think that they're wrong morally, and that's one rejection that that goes at the very heart of 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 what a parent in a child is. Yeah. Thank you very much for the uh, inspiration. Um, okay. I was going to say that uh, that uh, the Roshi will be available for a few more minutes if people want to step forward uh, for a quick private consultation. Rabbi Rudin might send you a bill afterwards. But I've been asked just to uh, quickly mention that this Matzah Shabbos from Moshe Weinberger, the Ishkodesh from uh, from Woodmere in New York is um, going to be leading a talk and a Motzeh Shabbos uh, refreshment, a wonderful event at the, at the hall at Od Yosef Chai. Uh, doors open, Rabbi Rudin, at, at 7.30. Um, so if anyone wants to step forward and hop around another few minutes to Rosh Hashiva till about half past nine, that'd be great. Please give them a break because the next event starts at quarter to ten. Just before you leave, I want to say just a couple of thank yous because um, this has been a Chazon event and we could not do this without the wonderful volunteers behind the scenes and the, the two people I think who deserve special mention tonight are Mrs. Levison and Mr. Ari Davis. Shkof, very much for your help. Shkof, everybody for coming. Be'ez Hashem, we'll see you at another Chazon event very soon. Shkof.